Hello, but I just wanted to come in before the episode started and say that uh, this week's episode was actually recorded last week, and you'll hear a brief talk about The Last of Us coming up, specifically episode three, and there's a tiny mini-review in the episode as we go through, and because uh, obviously this episode comes out after that episode premiered, and we wanted to do that there. Anyway, enjoy the episode, and uh, yeah, have a great day. Talk of the games, games of the year, games of 22 year, games of the place, play all the games, do all the games, play all the games, all the games are all the games, all the games, please stop me, cause I can't keep singing this. Let's talk about the games of 2022. I mean, let's talk about games, baby, let's talk about all them here. I ain't going to continue that song anymore, people, because that is really bad to do, to be honest. Uh, there were a lot of games in 2022. We've played a fair whack of them, and we're going to talk about our top picks with you. That is very, very true. Obviously, you know, people, so you are getting a lovely special secondary episode. Uh, it's uh, We thought we'd uh, catch up on this, to be honest, because basically we are doing our top lists of the year, and then you can look forward to the next episode being our looking forward to 2023. So it's going to be a... Uh, quite interesting to be honest so obviously we're actually recording this only two days after we see we lasted so you've got the episode today on friday people we recorded that on wednesday got the episode on friday and now we're recording this on friday gill the drinks boys yes um and yes. uh yes all, all the drinks even though james is the only one drinking um <laughs> And yes, it's just good to be back, people, uh, for another lovely episode. Episode 51, so uh, we're over the 50 hump mark, as it were, mm. and uh, we're trotting along to 100 now. Yes. So we'll get to 100 by the end of this year, or maybe more if we do like double yeah. episodes a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, full steam ahead, everyone. Yes, no, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, it's uh, obviously people. So what we're going to be doing today is basically yeah, we're going to be we usually do a little recap for how our how our days have been. Fuck it, why not? How has your two days been since I last spoke to you on the podcast, guys? Eating quite a bit of pizza. Um, yeah, that's the only thing of note, really. Cheesy, cheesy, cheesy. yeah, it's very yeah. cheesy, yeah, it's, yeah, it's indeed. Guys, can you exactly the same? I mean, yeah, went out to a restaurant last night, and it was yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and that's not, that sounds very fancy indeed. I was literally editing the entire time. I was trying mm. to get this edit sorted. Obviously, we had a mega, uh, as I like to call it on the description, we had a mega sode uh, yesterday. We had a two hour and seven minute episode. That was a, yes. it was a chunky bar. Uh, double feature, extra long, covered all of TVs and films of 2022. Oh yeah, no, most definitely. It was a... It was very interesting, to be honest, to say the least. Uh, we had some good, we had some good ideas there. I love the fact that me and uh, James forgot about like uh, we forgot about a few films that are unbearable and was a talent. Nick Cage film, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a bit miffed about myself. I miffed, missed that uh, film. As I say, definitely one of my best films of last year. Oh no, it was so good, and also it's not that long either, which is really perfect for that movie. And it, yeah. it has a nice pace. It, again, go to the episode, people. Go, we get into it a little bit. No, it, it's cool. Yeah, basically, we're we're trying to figure out the kinks, people, with uh, the microphone setup still. So uh, you may hear a little a little rattle, a little dazzle every now and then, but it's all good. It's all good, people. No, I keep bopping into it. Yeah, so we'll keep bopping and booping and all that jazz. <laughs> uh, but no, it's just good to be go. It's just to be get back, guys. I 
you know, I keep repeating that. It's uh, it's the only way to be. It's uh, it's too late at night. It's eight o'clock at night. We're old men. We're uh, you know, it's almost nearly our bedtime. bedtime. <laughs> it's nearly bedtime. <laughs> On a Friday. Sorry, speak for you. I speak for yourself, but often I am the oldest. But anyway, as people, so obviously, you know, if you've been on the podcast long enough, if you listen to us long enough, you know, we like to ramble at the start and everything. I will say, uh, next week I'm actually thinking about going to the cinema to watch a little movie called Puss in Boots. Oh, I'm looking forward to Puss in Boots as well. Actually. So you have seen the trailer now? Yeah, I have seen the trailer to Puss in Boots. It does look good. Um, I'm, I believe it is the last ever Shrek film. I don't know. I They'll probably sneak in another Shrek. I mean, that's the way it goes, film. to be honest. Uh, so I'm basically, I'm just, uh, we're just going to talk about it over the trailer now while James watches the trailer. But basically, this sort of takes like a... It's basically how Puss in Boots basically has used eight of his lives. And I love the animation style for this... Um, for this movie to be honest because it, it's it's very interesting how it plays it they they do have like an into the spider-verse style animation uh trail it's like him he's just basically given up on life and there's a you know i, I i'm just really looking forward to seeing how this plays out to be honest and mm. i love how antonio banderas came out recently it was like yeah the puss in boots voice has wrecked my voice basically because <laughs> it was all the raspiness but all the deaths he has in these trailers is just fucking hilarious to be honest and yeah, he reaches his last life and then has to go on one last quest to save the kingdom. No, supposedly there's this uh, like this magical item that he can get that mm. he's wanting to get his lives back, basically. Right. And um, uh, Florence Pugh's in the movie mm. as Goldilocks. Ray Winston is uh, the daddy bear. Olivia Coleman is mama bear. I don't know, baby bear. Um, do you know John Mulaney, the comedian? Hey, John Mulaney. Bell. Yeah, so he's... Um, the the boy who puts the thumb in his pies. Uh, what's his? I, I, I don't know the rhyme. Thumb pie guy. Yeah, there's. I, I don't know the rhyme. Tom it? Thumb. I think so. Maybe. Yeah, a little little Tom Thumb or something like that. Something but like that. yeah, he's like really rotund now and like mm. massive, and he yeah. And then there's this little Chihuahua dog that's pretending to be a cat and right. Uh, he wants to be, but he wants to be a therapy dog and everything. And right. yeah, I've I've heard I've like obviously America has had this film. Early, at least a month earlier than us, which I'm a bit, I'm a bit annoyed with, to be honest. Yeah, I'm surprised that still happens in this day of global media sharing platforms. Yeah, because again, like it was released in America at Christmas. Why not give us a Christmas movie like this? Yeah, it would have been, yeah. been a very good Christmas movie for um, the family, uh, rather than just having Avatar playing exclusively in every cinema and every screen for a month. Yeah, the fact that you know, me, Megan, <laughs> um, which I heard. Is doing extremely well. Mm. Like it, it was made for twenty million, and it's ma- it's made at least about hundred million now. So mm. don't yeah, it's always like that playing out. Oh yeah, in the trailer as well. So we're watching the trailer now, but he's been hunted by death, which is basically the uh, or a representation of death. He's like the big bad wolf, basically. Uh, yeah, and that's and supposedly he like gets terrified, but. I just love... If you watch the trailer, people, he takes it especially just like, fucking meow, I'm going to fuck you up situation. Mm. Uh, yeah. It just it just was really fun. Like, Very classic Puss in Boots, yeah. Haven't seen it in such a long time. Mm. And obviously, you know, get the classic uh, kitties, kitty, you know, lovey faces that they do, but... It's got cats in it. What's not to love? Oh, you watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows, don't you, James? I do. I've not seen the latest four seasons. I don't think so, it's come to the UK yet. You know, no, you know the, um, the, uh, the, the guy who helps them, basically, like the, the Harvey Gilpin. 
he he's like the, sure. the servant basically oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he yeah. he plays the chihuahua in this movie as well oh, okay well. yeah so he he has a he, he has a very good uh he has a very good uh part in the movie supposedly obviously i watch a lot of american reviewers so they've seen this film as well already mm. so i pretty much know what's going on with the movie but yeah no i'm really looking forward to seeing that and then that on the fourth and then uh Ant-Man Quantumania on the 17th. Okay, we've finally got films. We've yeah. got, finally got films. I mean, I'm um, still thinking about going to see Megan. Like, because uh, yeah. good old Jordan from the podcast has seen it and he, he, he really enjoyed it. Okay. And it's 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 supposed, to, it's supposed to be a horror movie in quotes, people, but... It's an uncannily creepy doll sort of horror thing, isn't it's, it? Yeah, but come on, from the trailers. Like, have you guys seen the trailers for this? Like, so, so, basically... Maybe? The basically the concept is like a girl's parents have died and she gets dropped off literally just dropped off with um like her aunt and her aunt just doesn't want her right but she he, her aunt works for has created this like companion uh, robotic person oh god right okay this is uh all technology people are sociopaths sort of no 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 no, no she actually no, she actually <laughs> creates the robot with good intentions yeah but doesn't understand the ai complications of like basically no, she says yeah. to the doll you must protect her at all costs not realizing murder is on the tent. She doesn't yeah. follow Isaac Asimov's free principles, basically. No. Like, yeah, no, it's yeah. I see where this is going. <laughs> it sounds like an extended Black Mirror episode. I mean, it could be like. I, but to be fair, this is from Blumhouse, and the way we're looking at it is like, I think this could work out really well. To be honest, um, obviously, the people are just loving the fact that like, there's 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 a dance murder sequence in this movie. Like you, okay. you, you'll see in the trailers and everything, but a lot of people were just giggling and like, can, can you do the Megan dance now on TikToks and everything? Oof. And yeah, Oof. I mean, like there is going to be a sequel. It's already confirmed. Uh, right. Megan two point now. It's called. Suppose it's not coming out till twenty twenty five. Okay. It's like, I'm sorry, but how? This movie was made for twenty million. Yeah. How is it taking two years? They're going to actually build the robot and it's going to act in 3D. I mean, possibly. Like, I don't know. I, I, just don't know how, I just don't know how this will play out, to be honest. Here we go. Like, If you watch the trailer, people, there's like, she starts dancing when she's going to kill a person and it's just very mm. fucking random, to be honest. It's, oh, <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, okay, wow. like, right, what? Yeah, it's, okay. it's creepy, though. Like, yeah. It's creepy, but it's also kind of, I don't really like things that, portray technology badly <laughs> I, as I, say, I don't really like black mirror because like i think people should be like, up for adopting like robots that are kind of similar to this maybe not as creepily and not as murdery but like if people like someone as a kid watches and gets traumatized by a film where they could be murdered by a robot they're never going to invest in or buy a robot like this yeah that is true that is true to be honest uh Again, uh, it comes out. Oh, it's it's already out in the UK, so oh. we can go see it if we want to. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that's that. I mean, we got some good. We got some good films coming it's, out. Yeah. No, there's definitely some interesting stuff coming. Scream Six. I'm definitely looking forward to as well. I kind of lost. I, I'll give it a watch. I haven't watched a Scream film in a very long time. So basically, the idea is uh, this time around is set in New York, mm. uh, and it's actually uh, following uh, the Scream character is they're paying homage to every person who's portrayed the ghost face the entire time so it's like because i was watching double toast at the podcast we've spoken mm. about previously and how the original script for screen three was going to be how 
uh, Matthew Lillard's character from, mm. you know, good old Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Right. was going to come back and train a whole bunch of ghost faced right. for revenge and everything. But that script got scrapped because right. of a Columbine okay. back in the day. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So a lot of people are thinking, could this film, because in, in most of the screen movies, apart from Free, uh, there are multiple ghost faces. Yeah. There are at least two. Yeah. Some people are thinking there's going to be at least three in this film, mm. which would be very interesting. But it's also the fact that like there's people coming back from previous movies. Um, caught, um, I can't remember the name of the actress who was in. She played Sydney. She's not coming back for because contract disputes. But mm. yeah, I'm just I'm actually looking forward to this. And it has Jen, has Jen Ortega. Good old Wednesday uh, Adams. Yeah, yeah. She was yeah. in the previous movie. Yes. Um So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing this. And it's obviously in this universe. There's the stab movies, which is like the, their version of like the right. screen. Yeah. But like looking at the trailer, you could see all the previous ghost face oh, outfits and the memorabilia okay. and yeah, like double toasted went into this as well. They actually, actually broke down the image and there's like actual outfits from all the previous screen movies in there. And mm. I don't know. i just feel this looks different and I'm really yeah. quite interested to see how it, uh, how it plays out to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think it comes out in March. Okay. Like the last one came out last year. Well, this is what I'm trying to say. This quickly. comes out yeah. a year, and Megan takes over two years to make. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. you never know. To be honest, to see to see to see how it plays out. To be honest, but no, I'm a loads of good films coming out. Yes, um, more in best of 2023. I and uh, definitely, we'll probably talk about all this more in the looking forward to 2023 section next yes, week. Yes, that one. Yeah, because uh, I probably just spoke about the three of the films I'm going to talk about. Bloody talk there's right so now, many films. That is true, and there's yeah. more films coming out later in the year that we haven't even spoke about. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to hold off until uh, next week as well to talk about them. I haven't currently done my research, so <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know next week. Uh, yeah, no, it'd be definitely good to be honest. So yeah, right. Um, so basically, uh, we're, we're just setting up the microphone still. Uh, if James just wants to say a few words. No, it's fine. Okay, yeah, it's bad. Cool. Yeah, it works now. Yeah, uh, basically just a little bit of leveling out there, people. So yeah, uh, we're going to get into obviously what you're here for today, people. Obviously, you can look for our time codes, but basically, we're going to be getting into our favorite games of 2022. So what we're going to do is, right, we had a little discussion before on how we're going to play this out because Fergus is like, some of these games I'm going to talk about weren't released in 2022. Well, okay, I've got the honorable mentions... Uh, which are the games that I've been mostly playing that weren't technically released in 2022. I've got three that I have been putting significant hours into, which were released in 2022. Um, so in terms of honourable mentions, what I've been putting time into in 2022 is Halo Infinite. Um, it's had several new content drops this year. Um, I am maybe 120 hours played on this so far. I've currently maxed out on the winter leveling up season. Uh, I, it's just a really fun, returnable to game. Like, it's fun, it's interesting, it's never dull. No two matches are ever the same, despite the match. The lack of maps which they are addressing now with the um uh halo forge beta so people are out there making their own maps which soon will be in- inundated with user maps uh which will be good 
Um, but I've probably talked about Halo Infinite quite a lot over the past year. Um, also, uh, this year I've been playing Steins Gate. Um, that ended up putting maybe 60 hours into it. So this is a visual novel. Um, I got all of the endings, uh, bar one. Uh, this is developed by uh, Studio Mages, uh, which is currently e in the process of going bankrupt, I believe. I don't know if there's any been any saving talks that have happened around this yet. What was game This is Steinsgate. Uh, oh, yes. Inc. I remember you saying... Uh, Spike Chunsoft and co. published. Um, there's also an anime. There's also a manga. Um, but in terms of time travel narrative, Steinsgate's really really up there um i mean it was originally released in 2016 in the west i think considerably before that uh in japan it's about um 2010s akihabara tech culture and a guy who accidentally straps a mobile phone to a microwave and creates the world's first time machine don't try that at home don't try that at home that's probably quite dangerous most definitely um, yeah but interestingly, in terms of concepts of time travel, he only really manages to send data back in time. So he works out that he can use this to email himself and change his past, like send himself the lot winning lottery tickets and this sort of thing. So it's not a concept I've ever seen anywhere else in terms of time travel. And um, it's just fascinating. You can get past some of the more sus aspects of 2010 anime culture you can uh, it is it is very worth digging into um i mean to be fair though like anime was starting to become more mainstream like when it when it uh, got to the um you know the that time period because obviously yeah. you know how could uh, so one piece was pushing off more even though that's been going for so long now manga style um, my hero um, was coming out. That was quite Bleach hitting its prime. Uh, one yeah. Punch Man was yeah. probably one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I definitely see where you're coming from there. To be honest, um, Dragon Ball always been around. To be honest, so you can't yeah. really ever get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's not James's thing, really. Anime. Like, no, like, it's never been your. Thing. Has it never been your thing, or? Uh, never. Uh, I, 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 yeah, it's not a thing at all. Sorry. Because, because I, I know we've discussed you've watched uh, Akira. I have. I mean, way back about 20 years ago, I had uh, friends trying to get me into anime. Akira was one of the ones I watched. And also the Ghost from Shell movie. I'll be honest, I, 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 like, both, I like them both, but not, not enough for me to continue exploring in anime. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, I'm, again, go listen to our episode yesterday, people, because folks has a few uh, anime episodes on there. And yeah. also, I think we're... Gonna do it. We're still gonna do the episode in the future where Fergus is gonna give me ten animes yeah. of the first episode, and I'm yeah, gonna watch yeah. every single one and probably go watch some of the episodes where basically, like, we went we went to watch a YouTube video basically for one of our episodes. Oh, uh, Magic Girl site. And yeah, yeah we Magic weren't Girl allowed. Sites. I wasn't allowed to play on the YouTube video because it said <laughs> this show contains scenes of suicide and mental health yeah. illness. So I'm like, like, how does YouTube know? Um. So it's worth saying quite a lot of the anime stuff does uh, deal with more subjects that are less dealt with in the West, especially in terms of mental health, suicide, because it is a very big problem in Japan. Japan famously has one of the highest suicide rates yes. of any country ever. So their way of reflecting it and dealing with it is 
being reflected in media it's like lots of themes of bullying and other such things which people you know experience in any country but it's just not reflected necessarily um I get in that. any other bit of media yeah. uh so on youtube you get content warnings no but, i think i think yeah. i think it is good to have to be honest though like um you know sometimes like we have that over here like i just watched the last of us uh, I don't know if The Last of Us has it, but a, there was a show I was watching that gave you a, basically it gave you a content warning when the episode was beginning, basically it's saying mm. specifically what will be in this episode, like it'll tell you, um, oh there's violence, or oh, there's violence and heavy, um, you know, very heavy um, emotional stress in it, so it does mm. give you warnings, and mm. uh, yeah, I, I do also think like shows still need to add the whole, like we were talking about yesterday, everything ever all at once, it still needs a lot of shows still need to add the if you have epilepsy or anything like that do yeah, not watch these that one, because that one, that one is med, like medically important but a lot of places don't do it still which yeah, is really interesting it's surprising um, yeah so that was your that was your first so those are my honourable mentions so do you want to run those for us those again quickly uh, so Halo Infinite and Steins Gate were one two of my big games of 2022 that were not released in 2022 so relegated to honourable mention status nice so to kick us off, I've only got three entries. I am going to start with the most obvious of the entries, although my other two will be slightly less obvious, more more interesting. But it is definitely, and Nate's already got it up there, already predicted it, it is Elden Ring. It is probably, probably is my game of the year. So I've, ne- I've never really been... Ma- I've enjoyed the Dark Souls games beforehand. never been I massively haven't. into them. The only reason I've never been massively into them is because I fucking so I suck at them. Definitely, I am. Yeah, I'm. Same. I am fucking awful. There is a YouTube video of me trying to play the first half an hour, an hour of Bloodborne, and I am terrible. I am fucking awful. A friend of mine, um, we know, was kept telling me to press the health button. He he kept telling me the wrong assigned button, so I was pressing the constantly the wrong button trying to attack and use health, and I was just like. I just fucking gave up in the end. It just yeah. was not for me. I yeah. again go listen to our accessibility and you know easy mode or easier mode for episodes. People, sorry, I had a little bit of a burp there. Oh. Very professional for the uh, podcast. No, uh, go listen to our episode on that because I think it was a really good discussion on how you know Elden Ring, which we're probably going to get into yeah. now, really yeah. actually almost has almost cracked that curse essentially for mm. like a lot of people. But I'll let you continue, James. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go in the same vein as you and talk about the ways in which it did crack that curse, in my opinion. So one of the things, I remember I played quite a lot of Dark Souls 2, but one of the things which frustrated the heck out of me with Dark Souls 2 is what I believe people call uh, boss runs. And it's because they have, like a, they have like a save point right at the start of a level. And you have to go through a full level of enemies, which are really hard anyways, mm. before you can even get to the boss. And if you die the boss, which you're like me, you will do, uh, you have to go do the whole level again. Really frustrating. One of the things that's which put me off the series. Elden Rings fixed this. They're very, very generous with their uh, save points, which in this game is called uh, Points of Grace. So usually there'll be a... So a, a rest point or no, a save point where you can regenerate uh, really close to the bosses either outside or just outside so you've only got like, a couple of enemies to uh, deal with and that makes things a lot better for me because even though yes I suck and I get killed by bosses a lot it meant that I could repeatedly try and, and do the bosses um, 
way quicker than I would do in, in previous games because save points were a lot closer and thoroughly appreciated that. And also the open world element is the other thing which is more interesting as well because it means it's another element that will help with accessibility because if you, if you found one area which you couldn't get through, you could trawl around the open world, maybe do some grinding or maybe to level up or maybe find another area like a cave and fight, fight a mini boss which is more accessible for you at that level so there was a lot more options where you felt you could felt that you were still playing the game um even if you were struggling at a certain point no i i totally agree like i think like you know as we've discussed before previously when we were coming up to the whole Elden Ring conversation will it be played will we will, will, will we won't play it I just decided to buy the bullet one day. I just thought, fuck it. I thought, as soon as I heard, as James has just said, Points of Grace was in the game. And they are very, um, they're not spared in the game as well. They are, there yeah. are quite a few of them. like, yeah. And they're, I think they are evenly distributed quite well. Yeah, yeah. Very much like the distribution. It's like very fair. It's, I mean, there will be a few occasions where they are um, spread about and there's a few... Um, difficult moments, but then that's part of the course of it, those games. But I feel, on the whole, I feel they are very fairly uh, spread out and make it make it a lot easier without it without it being easy. It is still a difficult so- from software game. Well, as uh, so the problem with uh, sharing my screen so we can actually see this video is obviously James is going to know. Uh, so Elden Ring is actually one of my uh, is on one of my because I've got five. I've got some honourable mentions on one of my five games, so I might as well just go through uh Elden Ring now. Yeah, yeah, I so what cast did you go with in the end? Uh I think it was I think I saw it off as uh, Vanguard, I think it was. Okay. So I mean I, I spent most I, I spent pretty much I say all the game, I didn't complete it. I got to I think it was the Goskin Joe. I might go back to it and have another go at uh, getting past that section. So I played most of the game with the Bloodhound Fang, which you get in one of the uh jails early on. Yeah, I know yeah, I know yeah. that yeah, I know exactly what you're on about. So I, I I I usually play with that at a shield and with no skill, so you, you can use the uh, ability of your sword much easier. I uh I think I had a moon blade and also I had a um a rotten sword as well that okay. I got at one point. Cause did you ever fight those two bosses that um you have to go through an entire like rotten pool just to get to them sort of like underground? Did you ever play that? I'm not sure. I mean, I've been to Caleb. I'm sure that's what you're talking about. I'm not sure if I discovered that location. It's yeah. It's okay. Basically, there's two buses, and it's like fucking like ridiculous. Just to try and get have to get through, you have to have like rotten resistance, and hmm. like it's ridiculous. And I finally remember the name of the character I finally got to, uh, and I could not even get past it. it was Amalekith. Okay, I know. Oh, that's that, that's just past where I am. I believe. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ! The first part of that battle, because this is two-stage battle, which I, you know, you probably posted in videos. Uh, it's the second stage part. I just couldn't get past. I just, I just could not do it because I was a samurai class. Right. Yeah. So that that is a class. That is the class, isn't it? Yeah, I think it. Yeah, samurai think it class. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was samurai class. I put about 134 hours into the game, which I did not expect to do. Hmm. Uh, I thought maybe I'd hit about 60 at most and just you know give up on it, but. Yeah, it was just really fun. I I bought it for a friend as well, like as a, as a thank you gift, and nice. um, he was really getting into it. We'd message each other, and also we cheated. We looked at the Elden Ring map and everything just to find weapons and like. Oh, okay. you know, I, I, I I I refuse to do any cheating. Oh, well, yeah, you know. it's, it's, a I'm a guide bitch. I'm a guide bitch. So so when when I say that, I I will admit there were maybe about three small areas where I did have to use a guide because I got stuck. Uh, then but, you can't judge me. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I 
not use a guide in order to make sure like I'm getting the best weapon and stuff because I like the feel of uh, discovering things on your own accord. No, I, I will as well admit, like I did use some hacky grinding techniques just to up my oh, character I've, quite I've, a bit. Oh, I've grinded so much in that game. And there's like this one bit in the game where you can sit on a ledge and like just shoot a bird off a ledge the entire time, just keep respawning. And I didn't do that. Though. Yeah, you could get like the golden the golden um, half foot and uh, just like keep doing that, getting like tons of gold and mm. experience and, oh not gold, just experience. And yeah, I just thought it was a brilliant game. Again, I'm probably going to go back to it eventually. I think definitely go listen to accessibility in an easy mode access episode because I think Elden mm. Ring does the idea of like adding save points to a game isn't is not a bad idea and also yeah. you know once you get past the initial area of Elden Ring it's actually quite easy to go back to those areas like you know it's not as difficult as you remember yeah also it's more forgiving also because it's open world as James has said you don't have to go to certain areas in this you you could just stay where you are grind you know max character a bit more they do have the classic Dark Souls style dungeons. Uh, so those are in those you know, those are in the game. Those can be quite difficult, but I think the way the leveling works in the game does help it quite a bit. Like I think if you're a traditional Dark Souls player, you will find this game. You, you will. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but it's 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 a stupidly well selling game. So obviously people loved it. But mm. I'm wondering if they found those uh, dungeons a bit easier because maybe there was a whole you know aspect of that. Maybe they should add a harder mode for the game for those people, and then an easier mode for other people. That's all I'm saying again, yeah. but. I'll just wait for the TV series. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I really failed at um, Souls games. So I very famously got stuck on um, Dark Souls 3 for 24 hours on the tutorial boss and have never been back to the anything remotely like it ever again. <laughs> I'm basically the same for you Dark Souls 3. Cuphead was kind of like that for me. Like yeah, I, I, I think I got to the first or second boss in Cuphead and I was like... Like I, I, I love a, I love a mode in Cuphead. So let's let's talk about a brief. Obviously, we'll go we go into a bit of a tangent, people, but we'll we'll run along a second. Hades, I think, is a prime example of a excellent roguelike yep. game, Dark Souls like game, where basically if you die, you do have to repeat it, but you're constantly progressing, like Elden Ring and everything. Yeah. But the one thing I loved about that game is um, is the fact that it had a god mode. Mm. where basically every time you died you got a two percent resistance yeah it'd be good to have something like that in elton ring but what is what is wrong with having that there's no issue with having that for some uh, people i don't know it's just the diehards just don't want people to have fun i <sighs> yeah exactly exactly there's a whole I conversation there. I, I think i'd like to do a part two of that discussion at one point with like someone who's more hardcore yeah leaning that side just to try yeah. and get a common ground and It'd be very, it'd be very like pulling blood from a stone situation, but yeah, very funny to say the least. But no, that was a mm. so that was obviously one of James's mentions and one of my mentions. Yep. So I guess I'll go to my honourable mentions now. Uh, so I've got a few honourable mentions here. So I'll try and go them as, through them as quick as possible because again, I I think I played about how many games are here? I played about nineteen games this year, which I was quite surprised of. Quite a few of them are full-length games like 60-hour games as well so i was quite happy mm. with that but the first game i want to talk about is a game i did not expect to come into enjoying quite a bit and that is marvel snap marvel i was snap. actually quite enjoying this to be honest like uh, the fact that you know it's from the it's from i believe it is from one of the developers who actually created hearthstone okay so i know um i know Chaz is definitely uh into that so Chaz is a massive hearthstone fan but yeah, um, the fact that in this game you simply have free battle arenas, as it were, which are like basically like battlegrounds on the on a, on your phone. Mm. They unlock each turn. They have special abilities. You can build decks. 
Um, wow. This game also proves that there are so many Marvel characters not even used in the Marvel universe yet. Yeah. Like we haven't even got to Squirrel Girl yet, and Squirrel Girl's a Squirrel. badass character in uh, in the Marvel Snap world. There's a whole upgrade system in this game. A lot of people I've read like play this game for like three, four hours a night sometimes, just like on their phones and. Yeah, you can sort of get into this kind of um, sort of semi-competitive kind of casualish sort of gameplay. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's um, it's very interesting to see how this uh, plays out. Like I never thought I'd be into this type of game to be honest. Like it came out a few months ago as well. I believe it came out. Yeah, it came out. It came out around the birthday, mm. and uh, yeah, been really enjoying it. It's a uh, like you obviously you go up your standard levels you unlock cards as you go through you don't have to buy cards either you can buy currency if you want because all those games have that but you don't need to mm. you know you 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 can have like there's a battle pass system you could get certain cards but i believe that those cards become available later on after that season's gone so yeah. there's still availability of getting those cards later yeah so it's not locked behind it's, a season pass which i think is really good to have no, you're just paying for like premium access yeah no yeah. so that's uh that but no, that's that's one of my first games again it's, okay. it's it's mobile pc as well so i've been playing on steam a bit as well like when i'm just uh chilling watching a tv show but there's marvel snap on steam yeah give that a go uh next one i talk, want to talk about is uh signalis so signalis is a game that i only played i will admit i've not played a lot of because it i never i, I basically got a steam deck last year and uh, decided I'm going to give this game a little bit of what I wanted to buy like a load of different games to give a go. Mm. So I ended up watching the PC game review for this game. Okay. And I was like, okay, what what is this game? It's like a top-down isometric uh, tank control style game. Right. Like all resi style. The environments are pixel-based, mm. uh, but the character is very low poly. So it's, mm. like, it's like old school Resident Evil. Mm. You're on the spaceship and you're trying to find this person. I loved, I loved the way this game plays out. A lot of people describe this in, even in the... Um, the uh, the review of piece of gamer but basically this has a silent hill vibe like mm. a slight silent hill vibe to it like just looking at the review you could see like the if you look at the pc gamer review for this you could see like you know how it, ha- it has this like very retro grainy 80s 70s style like aesthetic to it and i'm really mm. i really love it. and obviously if you know the podcast on our advertisements we love a good a bit of retro pixel here so definitely good to give it a go and yeah it looks interesting yeah, so basically the idea the idea is like uh, so it's a third person shooter with top down two point five D elements. Uh, puzzles vary from manipulating switches dials to searching for certain frequencies. Yeah, so you can dial frequencies to actually find new pathways to actually go further forwards. Right. Uh, the difficulty uh, and geometric elements enhance through use of resource management. So you are limited to certain things as well. So like Resident Evil, mm. you have a, like a limited um, you have a limited window for your inventory screen. So I think the inventory screen will come. So we're basically watching a video of people to go through at the moment. But basically, yeah, you have like a limited window to actually look at everything. Okay. I've played about four hours of this so far, and I'm really enjoying it. Mm. Like it's, it's it's nothing major. I believe it's only like fourteen quid as well. So it's it's not that expensive. And I believe oh no, it's on it's on Game Pass as well. I believe. Okay. So obviously, Fergus being a big lover of the game pass uh can definitely give this a go if he wants to yes don't have the game pass but it's published by humble games as well oh okay yeah so it's something different mm. uh that's one of my other honorable mentions uh want to throw in a quick shout out to sifu i don't know if uh, james oh, is going to yeah. be talking about this at all no i've not played it no so sifu is basically it came out this year it is a rogue it is a rogue like um uh fighting game so obviously if you die you eventually start the game again 
basically you get to 65 years old and uh once you hit 65 you restart the game this literally came out almost a year ago mm. so still counts <laughs> luckily mm. um obviously a lot of people modded this game to make it like matrix style like you play as keanu reeves or john wick yeah um the dodging the actual like combat system was really interesting to see how it played out picking up weapons was really awesome a good feature they added was basically when this game came out though a lot of people found that after they got to the second boss looking at the um the metrics a lot of people dropped off the game because they just couldn't get past it yeah so they added an easy mode and a harder mode to compensate right and i love the fact that they did that because i will admit i played on easy mode yeah and i still found it difficult when i got to the end Mm. you get a decision at the end of the game as well to make a certain moral decision and it gives you your next out your unlocked outfit for the end of the game so it gives you a requirement to play it again to unlock another one yeah which i think is really awesome uh a a lot of people are saying they'd love to see like a john wick style game like gun fu style oh it's this with guns but with the yeah 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 yeah, yeah. or or equilibrium if you remember that Mm, movie back in the day oh the the swords and the guys with the helmets yeah yeah but again i i love the fact that uh, so basically when you die in this game um you you initially die one year you Mm. initially age one year but the more you die in a game you your your age length doubles so basically you die first times two one then two then four then eight and then basically you get 65 and then you restart the game again once you reach a certain so there's six levels to go through yeah once you reach the end of that level though it's sort of unlocked you know basically so even if you die you can go back to that level again and repeat that level so it's not consistently going against you Mm. and you and it has a metrovania style approach of you are sometimes going backwards to go forward so you are unlocking elements to try and progress further forward Mm. really good really good art style recommend checking out people it's constantly on sale now uh, it's on the Epic Game Store, Steam, everything. So I highly recommend checking mm. it out. And uh, yes, one of my other ones. Um, uh, obviously, Dying Light 2, I could talk about briefly. Good um, uh, good uh, parkour style for that game. I really enjoyed it. Starship Troopers, Terran Command on PC was really awesome as well. I don't want to I don't want to go into those too much, but I uh, really also Power Wash Simulator mm. kind of took over a little bit for me. Yeah. Who knew cleaning a van for half an hour, trying to find that one little spot to finish cleaning was therapeutic. But yeah, you need something where you can just sort of turn on a different part of your brain. Really. You literally need to wash your mind. Yeah, I think yeah, it's Power Power Wash Simulators. Um, I've watched an awful lot of people streaming Power Wash Simulator and getting like frustrated when they got footballs stuck in corners and this sort of thing it was pretty it was again yes yeah, it's it a surprisingly entertaining game power Watch simulator it's amazing how everybody tries to avoid doing chores in real life but as soon as i make a game of one <laughs> yeah I, I ain't gonna even comment on any further dude to be honest like it's it's true a lot of people commented on that how yeah but like doing power washing in real life is very interesting but yeah my my final one i want to talk about because there's a game we're going to talk about later in uh when dead space remake comes out probably which i'm going to be playing this to this weekend there's another game i'm going to be talking about when mm. i'm not going to download but i don't want to talk about now the final game i want to talk about is gotham knights which has been a very um how can i put this it was okay like it wasn't the game i was hoping for uh like obviously coming off the back of gotham uh sorry arkham knight mm. Uh, this came out like back in October. It had the design. A lot of people described it, described this as a very high level PS3, mm. PS4 graphic level, but mechanics PS3 level game. Yeah. I still quite enjoyed it to be honest. Like I will say, um, the world was quite. It was filled, but it was very sparse. The storyline 
the Court of Hours element, I did predict most of it going into it. Oh. I haven't. I'm I, weirdly, I've got one mission left in this game to complete, which I never went back and played because God of War Ragnarok came out. We'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah. I enjoy this to be honest. I think the reviews for this game basically were like in the six to seven range, which I think is good for this game. Mm. I bought it full price and I I did enjoy it. I was just obviously coming off the Arkham series. I was expecting you know a bit more like and mm. also as james as well he uh, enjoyed you know arkham origins back in the day and same Possibly, developers yeah, yeah um i was hoping like it was a bit more like that but you could tell with the levels that it's designed for four players mm. it, it the, the levels are very spacious in that regard there's no unlike yeah. the arkham games there are no condensed hallways a lot it's yeah. more spacious and also if you're playing with another person i was reading that because i never did this you have to wait for the other person to come to the door with you until you can press X to go through the door. Right. So there's like a like a traversal restriction and levels. Yeah, that does feel like quite an old mechanic. Like it used to be able, you that used to be a thing when as you were saying, like PlayStation three, Xbox three sixty sort of era when you couldn't load the next room. It you just wouldn't let you unless you all went through together. Yeah, sort of thing. So I can say when it comes to the actual game, though, like the actual like, there's a lot of outfits in the game that you can actually unlock and everything, and I think it's really, really well designed in how they look. Um, like they have a all unique style to them. I really did enjoy that aspect of the game, like customizing the elements because you don't you don't just have the one suit. Mm. You can actually take parts of the suit and mix and match them and everything. Oh, that's cool. So I quite enjoyed that. Um, so I actually like unlocking the requirements. Uh, when you do upgrade your characters as well, you don't have to consistently have the next person at level zero, which was interesting. Mm. So it, did, it did sort of like retroactively upgrade the other people as well, which was really good to have. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just think, um, I don't know what it was. I just, there was this a couple of pieces missing to this game, which I think could have been made it perfect. And yeah, yeah, really enjoyed it still, uh, but it's not in my top five. I just, I just wanted to throw a nice call out to it because I, I did really enjoy it, to be honest. Hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that's my honourable mention. So we're going to take it back to Fergus now. Okay, so my first official pick of a game I did play in 2022 is <laughs> Needy Streamer Overload. Uh, so this is a psychological horror visual novel management sim. Uh, very interesting mix of genres there. Basically... This does not This does not look like a psychological horror oh, from mate. the area. <laughs> Um, so the premise of the game is you, the player, are managing this uh, girl's uh, Twitch streaming career. So she's dropped out of school. She really wants to be the uh, Twitch streamer with a million followers and take the internet by storm. Uh, you um, help her come up with ideas for streams to do. Uh, but you also have to manage her stress levels, her mental health, um, basically her general well-being. It's about like, going out, uh, making sure she basically doesn't stay indoors on the bad end of the internet 24-7. Um, the psychological horror comes in when you fail these sort of stress tests. Uh, she goes crazy. So... Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I a lot. It's a lot of there's a lot of potential endings. It's one of these games that's got twenty odd endings. A lot of them lean into sort of old internet lore of streamers who 
kind of went through the same thing and then didn't make it and then disappeared or you know just went crazy in some other way um like you can end up getting murdered she can go off on a drugs binge while streaming it she can the, 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 the there's quite a wide range but you definitely do feel the psychological stress of trying to be a streamer when you're not really prepared for what it actually involves especially when you get to the million follower mark so it's a very interesting very relevant game for the modern era it's quite a short play as well you just play through multiple times to get the endings but so could um, you could you say like this is sort of like people could play this game to sort of get like an idea of what they could be getting in for essentially like it's sort of like a gateway of like okay you go the positive sides of like all this like yeah viewers but yeah like yeah it's definitely worth well i mean it if you can cope and understand the sort of things that do happen to um the main character in this game yes it's probably worth checking this out before trying to become a million subscriber streamer uh because i mean if you are going to do that you do need to manage your mental health you do need to manage your diary you do need to make sure people aren't stalking you this sort of stuff and this is these are pitfalls you can fall into in in this game um i yeah i say approach with caution but it is a very interesting idea and concept um yeah i very much enjoyed it yeah, when, when you literally said this at first, and I thought it was going to be like a cutesy style It does look game. pretty cutesy, yeah. Yeah, it, it, but I think that's 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 a good appeal to it, because, like, you know, it, it, it sort of, like, pulls you in and says, like, look, look at the like the, the flashy side of streaming, like, how, how pretty it is and mm. how good it is and everything, and then it reveals its darker undertones. And... Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've, if you've been on the internet long enough, you will have heard about or been involved in a streamer going off the rails in some form or other like it does happen relatively frequently and it happens badly yes so, no i've seen a few a couple recently actually have had issues with themselves and luckily luckily uh they seem to be in a better place now which is good to hear and everything i'm mm, obviously not going to name names and everything yeah, but yeah. it's just good to see when people do rise out of that and do come back and whatnot yes yeah um i do recommend this game um if you want a good six hours of trying to be a virtual streamer so that game again is that is uh, Needy Streamer Overload. I definitely might add this to my list too. So uh, I'm definitely gonna ask you a game in a little bit uh, that was uh, we spoke about last time. Mm. I'll ask you in a little bit, but we're gonna go to James now for his next pick. So I might pass actually because the last round I realised we're doing you, you guys were doing honourable mentions and I didn't have honourable mentions. And Elden Ring is one of my um, only. I've only got three picks, and Elden Ring was one of those. So I'm going to pass this round and uh, come come back. Elden Ring again. Oh, we uh, <laughs> we might we might we might say that to be honest. We might say that to be honest. Uh, no, so my next pick uh, for this round is let's have a look of the the old list. Let's talk about Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, so Marvel's Midnight Suns is a recent game from Firaxis. Uh, this I did not expect when I first saw the concept of this game of basically a card based action game with a persona like secondary element to it i was like what? it seems like an odd mix yeah yeah i was like what the fuck is this game to be honest and i'm not gonna lie uh over the christmas break i actually played um i played a i played about 120 hours of this game 130 hours of this game and mm. i absolutely love it 
I don't know what it is about it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, if I've played 120 hours over Christmas, I've definitely enjoyed it, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, so just going off the basis of um, like the Wikipedia is a tactical rock- role-playing game developed by Fraxis, a collaboration with Marvel Games. But it has characters from Midnight Suns, which is actually a, a actual comic book series that has mm. Ghost Rider Blade, which I believe the Marvel Universe is going to be going towards soon. Yeah, hopefully. So Werewolf, Werewolf by Night and Moon Knight, mm. uh, obviously the horror elements and getting Blade and uh, Black Knight. I think we, I think we, I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if soon we get a Ghost Rider announcement for a movie. Yeah, it would definitely make sense if the Marvel Universe is splitting into the younger audience and they need to keep the older audience. They might go down the more mature route. I think, I think, I think, I think we're getting to that point now. Yeah, I think so. Because also I know Ryan Gosling has been very vocal about playing Ghost Rider. Yeah. And I'm, I've been looking and I'm thinking that's not a bad casting decision, actually. Like, he'd, yeah. be a, he'd be quite a good Ghost Rider looking at Drive and Blade Runner and... Yeah, wasn't Nicholas? No, not Nicholas. Nick, it was Hayes yes. Was he did two. Do yeah. he did two Ghost Rider movies? I did see these. Yeah. Yeah, the first movie was okay. The second movie actually had, actually has Idris Elba in. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it this weirdly the second movie got praised because it actually looked more grittier and darker because he has like a charred skull, mm. like he looks more burned. But the movie yeah. was fucking awful. I don't remember much about it if I did see it. Oh, you don't have to weigh then. That's that's completely fine. You don't have to worry about it. So, but no, going back to Midnight Sun. So uh, there's a whole host of characters. So like you got your Iron Man, your Captain America, your Wolverine, Spider-Man, Scarlet Witch, Captain Marvel, Ghost Rider. Let's just run through them. Doctor Strange. Uh, but then you have stuff like uh, Nico. Um, I can't remember her name. Apologies. I don't have the list up here. Uh, sorry, Nico Mon- Monero, who's from The Runaways, which was in a recent TV series we had. Mm. Uh, and also uh, we have... Um, uh, the problem is people are having so many names in this issue trying to read them out. Magic, she was in the recent uh, New Mutants movie. That do you remember that New Mutants movie that came out? I that was like a very small. So. No. So it was like the last Fox movie that essentially happened. They were in like an asylum and everything, and had Aya from Game of Thrones. And oh, I do remember a trailer. I did. Anya Taylor Joy played this yeah. character in that, and yeah. she is basically Colossus's sister in the comic books, which is okay. really cool. She has a big part of this game. But yeah, the the concept of this game is basically Lilith is back in the world. Mm. She wants to take over the world because her master's ordering it. I won't say the master's name, but if you've watched um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, you could probably guess who it is. Mm. Uh, and the idea is basically certain heroes have had their minds taken over as well, so they're, they're evil now. Uh, and it's up to the Midnight Suns and the Avengers to come together, or as it becomes the Midnight Suns in general, to fight Lilith off. You play as the Hunter, which is an entirely new character creation for the Marvel Universe. Mm. Frax has got to create an entirely new Marvel character, which doesn't happen often. Mm. Uh, Also, you do have a character customization, so you can make them male or female, which I think is pretty awesome. Mm. And uh, yeah, your basic your name is literally the uh, is Hunter. Yeah. And you have when you play the game, you obviously have a card combat based system where. As you play the game, you can unlock certain resources to upgrade your character, upgrade the card systems you have. Also have like necessary uh, unlock abilities, um, abilities to sort of like stifle your character, improve them. Uh, environmental abilities, so you could say like, oh yeah, environmental damage takes plus two, mm. a double damage for a card play. You can only move once a turn in this game though, or okay. possibly twice if you have an extra move card. Yeah. 
that's the card based side of the game mm. and then there is the, the sorry I mean my microphone a little bit then there's the persona-esque so I've never played persona I've just heard the description of this where the the hanging out side of it yeah, yeah, so basically you are in what's called the Abbey, which is like the Midnight Sun's headquarters. Mm. It's actually a really open area to explore. Mm. So it's sort of like staged as you go through the game. You unlock new uh, abilities to unlock different regions. You open chests to get like customizable items. The good thing is about this game, you, there's a ton of customizable items for your characters. Mm. There are ve- There's about four or five premium outfits, or maybe three outfits per premium outfit you have to purchase with currency. The rest of the stuff you can just constantly play the game currency and unlock the character costumes yourself which i think is a great addition to have mm. uh the narrative this when i first started playing the first it's weird to say the first five or six hours i was like well, okay i don't really know about this game and everything mm. but then i got the further into it, i was like oh this is fucking awesome because also it's not because it has ghost rider in this game yeah but there's two ghost riders mm. so you have your johnny blaze which is like the original from nicholas cage yeah but then you have um uh, I'm blanking now. This is really annoying. Oh, uh, Robbie Reyes, mm. who's like the ghost rider with the car. And he's the main ghost rider oh, now. Okay. So he's the person on the, the front cover, basically. Yeah. So, again, f- obviously Hydra's in this game, because obviously Hydra's in this yeah. game. Yeah. Brilliant game, people. I think if you want to try something different, again, when I first about the whole aspect of card-based tactical combat, I was like, how 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 is this going to work? Mm. But trust in Firaxis, because Firaxis pulled it off, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. And I cannot wait to... Uh, Deadpool DLC is out now. So Deadpool okay. is one of the... I love the fact that the the, uh, the DLC characters... So we've got Deadpool, Morbius, Storm, and Venom. Mm. The fact that Morbius is coming into it is mm. very interesting, to say the least. Very meme character at the moment. People mob mod him to say it's Morbin time. I knew you were gonna. Th- I was waiting for. I was waiting for that. Almost quote, certainly it has to happen. But obviously, Nolan North is voice in Deadpool again because obviously he's yeah. the famous Deadpool voice actor. Yeah. Uh, he's out now uh, with the season pass, which is going to be interesting. Uh, so I'm probably going to play that eventually because I've got a few mm. missions left. I think I might play him a bit, then see if he's got some specific missions, and then do that. So yeah, that's uh, that's my first pick. I really enjoy this first i don't know if you've got mm. any guys got any further questions about this at all but yeah uh, oh, i've not well, the only thing i was going to say is that uh, the best thing i've not played a game but the best thing for me about marvel midnight sounds coming out is that i hope that for axis are now working on that's come through i mean possibly i mean I, I know they've mentioned the fact that they they still want to work on the uh, xcom series and yeah. don't they have a few like they have a few other titles in the works as well like i've got no idea but i'm i'm, I'm sure xcom 3 will uh come out at some point because it's it's one of my most i love what francis did with scom 2 i replayed that uh, last year as well um so i i, I i'm very much one on scom 3 i said they set it up as well at the end of the uh, second one that is true uh, uh alluding to the so we won't spoil it by alluding to a certain previous game in the title in the series and didn't realize chimera squad was 2020 though that was uh yeah. I, mean, I, I, I actually replayed that last year as well never played it never played chimera squad I quite some people didn't like it. I quite liked it, so uh, I, I I think it is worth a play. Wait, they did Civ Six as well. Yeah, yeah. I never knew this. Yes, the the Civilization developers. Yeah. Chaz is going to hate me because Chaz loves uh, Civilization. I never knew they were Firaxis as well. Yeah, the, the Firaxis is really good in the strategy market. Yeah, like, really, really. And good. that's why I think I should have just trusted them with this game. But like, yeah, it's also something brand new, card based tactical combat. Like, yeah, it adds an extra element of unknown risk strategy to play on top of the whole 
where am I going to put my character sort of deal? I can say the voice actor for Spider-Man is the same from the PlayStation 4 version. Ooh. So it's weird seeing him playing a different version of Spider-Man with the same voice. I can I yeah. can say that, to be honest. And mm. But having Wolverine in it is always good, to be honest. So yeah, yeah. that's always good. But yeah, no, so that's my, uh, that's my first uh, mention after Elden Ring. So yeah, back to you, uh, Fergus. Awesome. Uh, we have another anime game, unsurprisingly. Because of course um, we are, ding, ding. This is another visual novel. Uh, again, by the same people who made um, Steinsgate. So this is Chaos Head Noah uh, from Majors Inc., uh, published by Spike Chunsoft. Came out in the West on 7th of October 2022. Well, came out on Steam in the West on 7th of October 2022. Because this had a bit of a controversial um, introduction. Uh, it was released on Switch... Uh, before Steam because Steam banned it because of its uh, gory content uh, and because it's such a fan favourite it the ban got um, overturned uh, it is an all time classic game but I, it is pretty gory in places um, but I don't think it's any more so than a lot of other stuff on Steam um so generally so the plot is is part of the same kind of series as Steinsgate so it's kind of um science based uh anime visual novel sort of deal uh set in the same universe um maybe a few years before Steinsgate um so you follow a guy uh, who is a second year high school student he's basically about to become a shut-in never leave his flat uh, we all know how that feels um, and sort of starts playing um, MMORPGs and watching anime and this sort of thing and sort of struggles to deal with outside life um, and he's kind of has sort of delusions about things he's not really entirely sure if people are really saying things so he tends to keep to himself uh, a lot he then accidentally gets involved in a series of murders that are happening locally um so there seems to be a serial killer who's going around killing people in quite gory and inventive ways he uh walks into one of these murder scenes uh and then people who on the internet start sending him pictures and saying oh is this you are you doing this this sort of so, so it's a lot of psychological terror he thinks he's the murderer because he's not really sure what's going on he's a bit of a shut-in people aren't really telling him the truth uh it then gets really strange because um it turns out there's a power that certainly people in this world have where they can make their delusions real uh, using some form of quantum mechanics of and the special uh, thing that could read people's minds and people can see through other people's eyeballs it spirals into extremely strange science fiction territory very quickly um but the whole sort of isolation psychological horror theme so we've all been through lockdown and it's really similar um apart from all of the murders and the um there's also a religious cult involved. If you're following what's going on in Japan at the moment, it lends itself quite aptly to that. 
seeing as this was originally made in the 2010s to 2008, it's taken a very long time to come out in the West and be translated. I think a lot of people have had a lot of trouble with some of the themes of religious cults causing mass murder and people sort of psychologically brainwashing people and media being involved and this yeah i it's very interesting it's quite tough to get through in places if i'm honest like just cringe of some of the characters the murders are just intense but the story's good enough that it kind of makes you want to finish it i did kind of finish it reluctantly but i'm glad i did finish it it's an interesting game but kind of tough (laughs) so i'd say obviously when it comes to this game you're saying it's it's very tough and like would you say like if you're the general gamer who doesn't want to get too bogged down in like the heaviness of it maybe avoid this game yeah 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 yeah. no definitely let me put the question to you then yeah uh this or the new dead space remake oh dead space remake would be much much more cheery much much more cheery than this that's interesting because i know yeah dead space has a lot of psychological horror style aspects in that game i guess the whole isolation in space scary sounds because you're dead in space you're dead in space like with this with chaos head there's an awful lot of psychological attacks from people you think you trust but you don't know that you trust them like it'll probably mess with your head this i think dead space would mess with your head less to be honest but just more gory uh it's not even the gore that's the problem i just meant dead space dead space dead if you can cope with gore then yeah i mean have you heard about the whole like they built a new system with Dead Space where it's not just limbs coming off. They have like a flesh built over the muscle and the skull oh, bones really? now. And you okay. shoot, yeah, it's like it's a okay. whole other gross level now. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, still, this is worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Gotta, gotta it's love these cherry games that Fergus does. It does get one stage worse uh, than this. <laughs> Fuck's sake, people. Okay, so what, we're going to put a disclaimer for this game, people. yeah. Uh, not for the faint of hearts, but if you're very interested in ex- deep dive exploring a very particular niche of Steinsgate-like visual novels, definitely give it a shot. Like This is the first visual novel um, Major Zinc made, interestingly, uh, which in it of itself is fascinating if you're interested in the in- early history of anime the internet that sort of thing uh maybe it's a bit of a niche interest thing for me that i've gone down this route but um yeah i spent nearly 40 hours on this game so (laughs) yeah and that's uh chaos head noah yeah so moving on from one game about murders to another game about murders i'm gonna I'm, i'm picking up an indie game called the case of a golden idol it's a Detective game in a very, very. It looks simple, but it's actually really tough, and it's. Uh, it does. Be, it really makes you feel like a detective, reducing really uh, the crime scene. So essentially, it's pixel art, and you go around clicking on various pictures of basically around the crime scene. So, uh, for instance, I'll give you like an early example, and the early example will be that there is... I can't think of an you know, example. I don't know. There's also a story behind it as well. I don't really want to give spoilers or anything because it's really kind of about deciphering the clues. Uh, 
So you click on various items in these various scenes around uh, around a murder or um, a death of sorts. You may also be able to read notes. You can click on various words and stuff. You build up a vocabulary of various words and, of, and items around the scene which might be used to describe what's going on. And then you go into what they call is the thinking panel and you try and put together, first we try and put together who everybody in the scene is and then you try and decide, then try and put together what actually happened through all the words which you have picked up for, picked up of. And there's a lot of lateral thinking, there's a lot of deduction which you need to do. It's not uh, simple by any means, but which makes it even more rewarding because as I say, it actually makes you feel like a detective. Unlike something like the Arkham games where they try and put like a detective a detective mode in where you're just watching a scene and just no real participation in terms of your um, intelligence trying to actually be a detective. This game very much makes you feel like a detective. I mean, you could say this is the old school version of Glass Onion then possibly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice little, nice little tying back to the mm-hmm. couple of mm-hmm. Fergus from a player's game now because he doesn't like Glass no. Onion. Well, that's fair. I, I, think I mean, struggle with this game. I mean, if you want to play this game as either Glass Onion, uh, just continually, just continually do a uh, narration in a uh, Southern American accent. Yeah, um, yeah, that just, Fergus <laughs> still won't do it though. Is it is it on no. Game Pass or is it? Did you buy? I it? have no idea. I got it on Steam. I don't do Game Pass. Fair play, fair play. Then no. Uh, this does kind of like remind me of. Uh, did you ever play the Gabriel Knight games? Nope. So Gabriel Knight was a series back in the day where I believe um, it actually had uh, Mark Hamill involved in it. So I believe he was like on some of the covers back in the day, and it was like a click adventure style like game. Hmm. Like yeah, I believe it was like a detective style thing, and did not even know Tim Curry was in this as well. But we're just looking at some videos back in the day, which really pixelated. Um, can't really show the aspects of the game, but it has like a very like click base to it, and like it's more it's, it's it is partially three D based as well, so mm. it would be good to actually like see the game. There we go. So it has like mm. a, a retro. Well, I say retro. It did come out in the nineties, but yeah. as like a god, and it did like looking at the uh, case of the Golden Idol, it did kind of remind me of this a little bit. Nice, nice. Yeah. So uh, obviously, I believe you can play these still. So I don't know if this is something possibly to go back to for. I could look a, into it definitely. Yeah, retro looking series. Cause obviously, it's like a clicker, click, classic clicker style adventure series. So yeah, no, uh, I've I've been hearing a lot of about this game. To be honest, like obviously we just saw the uh, PC gamer; they gave it the best story for 2022. So that's very interesting to see. To be honest, okay. uh, yeah, that's that's really awesome, man. Uh, so going on to my next one, uh, it is Horizon Forbidden West. So I feel sorry for the Horizon series so much because mm. this game series has basically come out around the same time as a massive other game series, like. The first one came out in the same year as Breath of the Wild. Right. This one came out with God of War and Elden Ring in the same Ooh, year. Oh, it's tough. Yeah. When you saw the Game Awards, Horizon yeah. didn't win anything, which I yeah. I think this game should have won the best. Like, I love um, I love God of War. We'll talk mm. about that in a little bit. But I think uh, when it comes to Horizon Forbidden West, they had the best visuals, in my opinion. Like, you start off... So, basically, the, the idea of the game is... The initial six hours are, like, you, you go down to this, like... You, you saw it in a quick preview there. So, like, the initial section, you are going down into, like, a cavern area. Where, basically, you are... You are 
yeah, you spend the initial six hours in this open area, mm. just just learning the mechanics of the game. Yeah. The one criticism of this game that a lot of people had was basically Aloy has, the, who's the main character, she talks to herself a lot. Yes, I have heard this. She just doesn't shut up. And they patched it so she talks less in the game. Right. But don't get me wrong, Ashley Birch, uh, who's the main voice actress, does a stunning job in the performance. Uh, Lance Reddick is back in the game. Mm. Obviously amazing actor from the previous titles. Uh, introduces Carrie-Anne Moss from mm. the uh, Matrix franchise as uh, one of the uh, characters. Uh, one of these interesting like characters who have like a more sci-fi build like figure to them and you don't know what's going on with them mm. adds a whole like war nation to it again who doesn't love wanting to fight mechanical dinosaurs and mechanical monsters yeah it's it's a good concept it's um kind of monster hunter but better, better. well I, I say better but I, i'm just not good at those games but yeah i, I will say like i think the one aspect is i i loved this game in general i really really did enjoy it i it doesn't compete to the the game i'll talk about last because i think obviously the next game is a conclusion but this is gonna have at least one more title in the series it's not been mm. it's not been confirmed that the next one is coming out but it does it does essentially set up the next one yeah we're getting a dlc uh coming out in april for this game uh, mm. i believe it's uh it is called just looking at the uh, Wikipedia page called Burning Shores now. So I believe we're going to go to a new landscape. So okay. I believe you're going to fight a Hades-style character. I'm just trying to see if there's no spoilers there, basically. I'm just trying to scroll okay. through. Uh, again, the reception of this game, it got pretty much 9 and 8s, 9s, 10s, you know, across yeah. the board. So it went really well. But again, it just, like... The Game Awards, it was nominated, didn't win nominated, a single. Nominated, nominated, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah and I generally think this game should have won Best Art Direction, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I think when it came to... Let's find out what game actually won. Because I can't remember what game actually won that, to be honest. Was it Elden Ring? No. Uh, See, so that's the thing. Elden Ring is a good... Like, Elden Ring is a good game. but So, Elden Ring won Art Direction. But yeah. when you look at Horizon Forbidden West to Elden Ring... I generally think uh, Horizon Forbidden West should have won. Yeah, it's a very different style to Elden Ring, isn't it? Um, Elden Ring is very grey and very like. It's brown very grey. And... The creature design in Elden Ring is quite something, but it's quite something here as well, to be honest. I mean, yeah, look, going from like snowy landscapes to like you know tropical areas and yeah. like deserts and yeah, North how this variety. didn't win, I don't know. A, again, very tough competition. I mean, the world of games now is just ex- extremely competitive i just feel so sorry for it like yeah. it was it was a tough year this year like and also the fact that made it worse was basically horizon forbidden west came out february 4th or february 18th yeah and elder ring came out february 25th yeah which february was, was not a good time to release a game no because a lot a lot of games actually came out in that because obviously we were in the po- we're, i say we're in the post-covid period but a lot of games companies are like pushing their game titles out now and yeah. they're trying to get them out basically yeah. yeah and i know they delayed horizon once i believe from like the previous year which was mm. they wanted to get it done but i still i think you know you fight robot mammoths in this game as well it's robot it's ridiculous mammoths. like yeah you know and there is there is a couple of twists in the game that play out which i think is really interesting mm. and obviously we are getting the netflix series mm. so uh it's got it's called like 21 it's 20 27 something anyway I believe it takes past and the past and the present at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I won't spoil the narrative of the game because it is playable on PC. So you okay. can play on PC. I highly recommend it if you want to play the first one. 
I think they'll release this one on PC as well, maybe in like half a year. Because I think that's what Sony's going to do. I think they're going to give at least a year for their PS5 titles, mm. maybe a year and a half, and then release them on PC. Because mm. obviously we're getting Returnal. We've got we've, we're getting Returnal soon. We've already got God, we got God of War. Obviously, that's a PS4 title. Mm. But I generally think I was I was a bit disappointed this didn't win a single game award because I think it should have at least won a oh, microphone slam there, people. Of course, I'm the one doing that now. Uh, yeah, so I generally think this should have been this should have won at least a game award in my opinion. And yeah, I I highly if if you could get it, this is on PS4 as well. Yeah, so you can you can play this on PS4. The one issue is when the DLC comes out, it's only on PS5. Yeah, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. It's a uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, issue because I believe the the deal the DLC for that was only on PS5 and then came yeah. to PC later. Yeah. So I don't know how it's going to play. Obviously, the Dice Awards coming up soon, so mm. I'm hoping it wins something there. Yeah. It it won the best storytelling of the Golden Joystick Awards, so that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. But I believe the Golden Joystick Awards were a bit earlier in the year compared to. Uh, compared yes. to this year but no we'll see how that plays out uh yeah but no that's a uh, that's my next pick i highly recommend yeah go check it out people uh, i'm not going to spoil it for you because uh, i definitely don't want to spoil because there's some good twists and turns there they had some lovely mechanical upgrades compared to the first game but definitely you you definitely have to play the first game to play this game you can't just skip over it because yeah the narrative the, it's a narrative drive that they'll have a conclusion i know for the fan casting for um for Aloy, for uh, for the actual show, uh, the one actress that they're talking about is uh, Kit Harrington's wife, uh, Rose. Uh, oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, her name is yeah Rose Leslie. So basically, oh uh, okay, yeah, yeah she, I can see that. Yeah, she's played. A, yeah. Obviously, she was a redhead in Game of Thrones. But when you yeah. look at her and you look at Aloy, you know they're pretty much. You could pretty much see that. And also, she's played a warrior in another mm. show. Why not give it to her? Give yeah, her, no, I I definitely can see that. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. no, I, she's the big fan casting for her base. Like how Dave Batista is the Kratos casting. Yeah. She is the Aloy casting, essentially. Yeah. So it'd be really enough. good to have, to be honest. But yeah, no, that's, uh, that's my next pick. So uh, back to you, Fergus. Okay. So my last pick is a game. Uh, and a very, uh, of course, it's a game. It's a visual novel, a very gory visual, no- visual novel called Gore Screaming Show. Uh, it's uh, it's all in the title um well is it there's lots of gore <laughs> this is uh by the um published by Jast and developed by Black Psych who also made uh, Song of Saya uh you will may have heard of it it's quite a famous uh visual novel uh, similarly gory um so in Gore Screaming Show a guy moves away from his uh, the town where he grew up comes back three years later has to sort of reintegrate back into his uh life that he left everyone's grown up they've all gone to high school um so he kind of like rekindles old relationships you know, discover st- uh, st- stuff that happened in the past um but he also meets this girl called yuka who has quite a few um issues and gets very attached to the main character who you're playing from the perspective of uh whilst all this is going on there are lots of disappearances um going on in the town so it seems there's some mysterious force uh taking people 
and you've got to find out who it is, what's going on, um, and it's quite likely you'll encounter large amounts of gore and uh, tentacles. It is worth saying that the version that you can get on Steam is not the actual version. Uh, the produce the, the 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 developers of the game were forced to basically remove 80% of the content from the game to be allowed to put it on Steam and provide a patch for free on their website. Uh, so you basically have to patch in 80% of the game as a effectively a mod, which is an interesting situation. I presume this is only on PC then. Uh, this is definitely only on PC, um, as far as I'm aware, yes. This came out at the end of this year, uh, and it's a twenty-year-old visual novel. So, if you, it's um, the aspect ratio is square, um, sixteen by nine, a four by three, four, four by three, four by three. Yeah. Yes, I mean four by three, because uh, this came out uh, twenty years ago originally, and has taken a very long time to come over to the West because of its quite niche, gory, tentacly nature. Um, but people have started uh, publishing these now. I was about to say, did it not like probably come over here years ago, but with like fan rewrites maybe, or maybe fan translations? Yes, um, you might have come across it on things like uh, torrenting sites, and it's kind of one of those underground hits. Um, but I mean, the stories are very compelling. So I mean, I've put like fifty hours into this, even just getting through the gore. Not even for. <laughs> that content because 50 hours for the gore no like this you've you've because the the way the mystery sets itself up you've got to every time you go through you get a little bit more knowledge of what's actually going on and what's happened and why people are doing things so you then have to play through again as another route and all the routes are very very different um the last route is you yeah, it was basically focused on you can you do find out what's actually going on and why there are giant psychedelic floating eyeballs occasionally and just like the scenes that should be nice are just not nice and it's all very messed up. Um, it's interesting, but yeah, wow. Just very wow in places. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, just looking, we're looking at, you know, the, the, the basically like a, a video compilation now on YouTube. And you could definitely tell, like, the art style. It's very interesting how art styles for visual novels haven't hugely changed in yeah. so long. But again, like, it's interesting to see how, like, how long it's actually taken to get over here, to be honest. Yeah, I think things are getting quicker now and people are um picking up what were underground classics at the time but um we've somehow managed to ignore these classics I, again the content is pretty extreme so it's probably not entirely surprising there's been quite a lot of resistance of it coming over but um there's more and more of this stuff is appearing uh on steam now uh if you can find the again you have to sometimes find patches to actually get the actual game because i was very confused when i played it first without knowing about the patch and it was like i spent 25 quid on this game and it was like five hours long and there were just no it was just 
there was nothing to it. There was no front end menu, anything. Sounds like some other games I've played recently. And it was just like, what did I? I, yeah, yeah. Uh, just interesting. If you're into gore, it's probably for you. If you're not into gore, definitely don't play it. I was like, there was just a disclaimer: if you have a fear of clowns, don't play this game. Also, fear of clowns, cannibalism, tentacles, getting stuck in wells. I have to do it again, buddy. The ring. The ding, ding, ding will rotate. <laughs> With tentacles mentioned, the ding, ding I'm not ding even mentioning what the tentacles even do. Yes, but as soon as you mention <laughs> tentacles any time now, dude, the, the hentai bell has to return. I'm sorry, but that's what it is. Okay, okay. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting play, but also... Oof. Fair play, man. Fair play. Gotta love these ones you do. It's like... Yeah. Any light-hearted games at all in your future at all? Like, uh, no. I've got Song of Sire lined up next. Uh, Dead and Elgis. Maybe we'll save those for no. next week. Um, well, I've got to play them first, but they're pretty much on the bad. Bet you're looking forward guys. to list. Yes, they were released. Of, mm, I don't think any of them are released. Going to going to be released in 2023. I've got a couple lined up for 2023 to be released in 2023. If mages don't go completely bankrupt and not release the game that they're going to. And but, we can see um, how dark that's going to be for Fergus when they actually come out. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is with uh, light-hearted looking visual novels and massive An- psychological anime, trauma. Like you... And anime. This is I like how I'm... I, I'm in, really, we're we're into it? like, you know... We have a nice little uh, mix of like ch- uh, Chainsaw Man, but... When it comes to anime, I'm into the more the sh- just the sh- standard shonen style. Yeah, I I do go into it trying to find stuff that I've not found before on subjects that are generally not covered. Like the, all of these things cover very interesting subject matter. They're just absolutely layered with stuff I mean, that is not. I can say, like though, you know, my hero, like without going too much into detail, they're getting people getting arms and limbs ripped off now, and like yeah. body parts disappearing, and I'm like. Fuck, I did not expect this series going in this direction. But yeah, no, uh, so that was uh, Fergus's final pick. Yes, uh, I'd say 50 hours on Gore Screaming Show. So that is pretty much my 2022 in a nutshell as games go, really. I, li- I like how in we've got cheery, such yeah. like a, yeah, such a, <laughs> say, yay, cheery time. Uh, to be fair, I'm starting off 2023 with playing Dead Space, so that really can't help to be mm. honest. I'm going, you know, in a completely different direction, like visceral 3d destruction yeah not 2d destruction yeah but yours is probably more mindfuckery than yeah and they're really good at the whole psychological stuff like just the uh... it's probably because they put it's probably because they're putting their own like essentially demons into yeah i it is very the the scary thing about a lot of these things is they are very relatable if you've been through any shit in your life like a lot of these terrifying demons that come through in these animes and games are actually manifestations of actual things actual people actually go through especially like exploring trauma being trapped in a well or what have you then turning game, oh yes you know. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of claustrophobia myself the movie the descent no oh yes if it's it's a british horror movie people underground no i saw the trailer couldn't even so i watched that film gosh couldn't yeah uh, there's a guy i watch on youtube blind wave what you talked about before he has yeah. a massive fear of falling into a hole but the hole is narrower the, the further you fall in so oh, you can't have you seen the uh, Gino Ito, um man-shaped hole in a wall 
No. Thing. Oh, oh is it? God. Is it the? Uh, is it the? Is it like the game show? No. There's oh. there's like a few manga panels at the end of one of his horror mangas. Uh, so there's an earthquake and it reveals lots of man-shaped holes. So all these people turn up and are determined that these holes in the wall are made for them. So they decide to force themselves into it and then try and go through the mountain. Uh, but at the other side, it massively deforms their bodies. Uh, it stretches them out and their necks and it's just horrific. No. Yeah. No. So basically through. going through there so long, it takes that long to get through it. Well, no, just the, at the other side, it deliberately deforms the bodies and they can't come back out. So they just have to actually go through and destroy themselves. No, no, no. This is this is Japanese horror for you. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Yeah, there's a whole series uh, on Netflix coming soonish with the same guy, which I will um, not watch, no doubt. It's yeah, it's it's pretty uh, yeah. Well yeah. then, well then. Yeah. Any lightheartedness from you, James, at all? <laughs> right. So my final pick for the day. We'll see. We'll see if you find this lighthearted at all or not. So my final pick. It's an early access game. But it is a game that is fully playable from start to finish, so I believe it counts. And we talked about XCOM earlier, and this is a game that is made by the modders who did Long War and Long War 2. And this is a game called Terror Invicta. It's a it's a game about it's a it's a cheery game. So you want a cheery game now? Yeah. It's a cheery game about an alien invasion of the potential destruction of humanity. For fuck's so, sake, man. Games are not particularly cheery. No, no, not at all, not at all in the slightest. But it's a fascinating game. So it's it's all on a strategic layer. It's a very interesting angle to the whole alien invasion. Not just in terms of why the aliens are in, invading, because that that's kind of like a bit of a story which comes about as you play the game. And I really liked how they did that. It felt more realistic and also it makes sense for all the different factions in the game because in the game you can choose one of seven factions and your factions are so you're essentially playing the planes of humans the humans in response to an alien invasion that's about to happen aliens have come through the um through into the milky way they're preparing the populace for the alien invasion you've got seven different options You've got a faction who wants to resist the aliens, a typical XCOM style. You've got a faction who wants to prove to the aliens that they are equal, they are the same. Uh, you've got a faction who wants to work with the aliens. I mean, you've got a few other different factions, all have very interesting different dynamics. And the way they've done the stories, it, it meshes well with those factions. Everybody has different, I believe everybody has different objectives and stuff because I've only ever played one campaign of resistance and I well let's, let's put it this way let's just hope in real life that I'm not in charge of the resistance because I failed <laughs> well at least at least I turned it off because I knew, I, I knew how I'd failed but you play, you play as a shadowy uh, almost like shadow government kind of thing you are the Illuminati in, in a way so you play you control councillors essentially a few councillors of your organisation and you're having them infiltrate governments of various different countries to try and uh, con- convince the populace and convince the government to do your bidding essentially uh, so it's a very different so everything you're doing is like an indirect kind of 
way of handling the situation. That's what, and that's what I find fascinating. But then there's also a layer which is a, a space layer, and that is bit, and you have a little bit more control over that. So you can launch probes to work out where different minerals and different uh, asteroids and planets are, and you can build bases on the planets and asteroids, and and, then, and, and essentially you can eventually build. Uh, space fleets you can have real-time uh, space battles as well now space battles was one thing i hope during early access we do some work on because i feel that's the weakest aspect but apart from that i felt the game was um fairly enjoyable if you like if, if you like a strategic game and you like feeling that you like kind of feeling like you are taking a more political kind of like take on foreign affairs and you're, you're manipulating politics if you like the sound of that and this is a game to check out looks good um space strategy i got really into um the alien version of civ um not that long ago people have compared it to that before and yeah. um watch my corners that's what it's called Oh, come to me! Oh, come to me! It's on. It's on tip of my uh, What civilization? Uh, civili- oh, it's, it's um, beyond Earth. No, no, oh, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't. not beyond Earth. I oh, thought okay. beyond Earth was inspired by that. Well, it was basically a, their own version of that game. Mm. Whoa, God, it's, we it's will find fun. it. We it will find it. It, it. it will probably come to me by the end of this podcast. But it's really I bet James will shout it as instead of the usual bio. Be James just shouting the name of the uh, the game yeah. when it comes to the end of the podcast. But no, uh, I have seen you on Steam and Discord quite a bit. Like uh, definitely, definitely playing this game, and I'm like, yeah. what is this game and everything? And looking at the title, it does look really interesting to me. So you know, obviously we. we Doing this show, we like to bring up the YouTube videos. We've got a visual comparison, and I could definitely see the XCOM inspiration in regards to the map aspect of it, like management and everything. Yeah. The space combat is it turn based? It's not. It is real time or ish. It's got. It's quite similar to like the Paradox style of doing things, both the world map strategy layer and the space battles. In fact, you can control the time, so you can either go, you can go, you can either pause a game or you can go different speeds but it's essentially mm. real time but you can control speed fair play fair play then well mm. then that's a, that's a great pick man I've, I've you know I've seen you doing the early access for I did try Dune Spice Wars that was recently early access this year I think I bought that game a little bit too early because it was only like it was quite quite early access at that point I've never mm. bought a game that early I've never played an early access game before so playing Dune was an interesting take on that so mm. obviously hearing your take on this game and how they could possibly Give not not improve but give added elements to the space combat sections. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <clears throat> so is it just space combat or just like is space in general? Just a space combat. I think the building of bases is, is is great. The finding resources is fantastic. But space combat, even though you can speed it up, it feels very very slow. And I I didn't feel the tactical element was where it needs to be. Could you say they could look at the expanse for inspiration in regards to potentially? I'll tell you. I'll tell you the game where I think it could do because there was, was another aspect I, I, I felt it wasn't quite so good at, and that's actually the building your spaceships. And I feel Stellaris is the um, best example of how to do that well, how to build your spaceships really well. But in terms of the space combat itself, I'm not 100 percent sure where to look at for for inspiration. I suppose I would prefer. I'm a big turn-based fan, so I'd always be happy for them to, yeah, make it turn-based instead of uh, real time. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. That's that is great. I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna check this out. So, rolling on to my one now, mm-hmm. we are gonna be rolling over to the 
Boy. Of course. Of course, my man. This is the game, you know. Obviously, I've been teasing this, talking about this game very briefly throughout the year. And obviously, we mentioned it briefly in this podcast. But obviously, I have to end it with my... I will call it my game of the year, in my opinion. Mm. It is God of War Ragnarok. Mm. This game was stunning. It was brilliant. It was epic. It was tragic. It was really emotionally heartfelt. Christopher Judge, even though he gave that seven and a half minute Game Awards speech, which I I still fucking loved. I loved the fact at the end of that speech, um, Jeff Keighley was like, we just had to give out like five more Steam decks during that. Thanks, uh, Christopher. But the man deserved it. Like, um, you know, getting the award from Al Pugino as well was like insane. Mm. But I think it going into this game, obviously, I do, you, you do not want to spoil this game because what, what I loved about this game is that when they were releasing the title, they said, this is it. This is this is it now. This is Kratos' story. Two games. And I, a lot of people went, really? Like, two it, games? It does seem <laughs> odd to finish it too when most things are three. Now, a lot of reviewers came out about this and said this, but I, I understood where it came from. So you could have stretched this to three. You, mm. you could have. Because the first game is about the journey of Kratos and Atreus to the mountain to take the mother, the mother's ashes there and fighting a stranger along the way. Mm. The sequel is essentially going against Odin, Thor, it, it, Asgard essentially. Yeah, and there are and they have like huge other added characters to it. Um, there's obviously uh, the added side of Atreus, which I won't spoil too much because he has a whole added storyline, which I think is great. They play it off quite well in this game. There is a section of this game I will say does drag a bit so it's, entire, it's one of those sections where you're just walking mm. or on a, on a boat or creature essentially you're, you're just talking for like an, almost a half an hour to an hour yeah it does stretch a bit i i didn't mind it other people didn't like it as much i quite enjoyed it the combat was a huge improvement compared to the first game don't get me wrong the first game had stunning combat within it like the the leviathan axe and the chaos blades which we could talk about now because like you know they're in the game mm. but uh when it comes to this game though it was a case of basically the 10 the nines and the tens were deserved like re- really were yeah. uh like obviously um the fact it's called ragnarok i will say the end game what with the ragnarok element could have been grander in my opinion like they could have mm. had a, a, like a slight grander aspect to it because they do have some narrative uh, points with like the world serpent. Yeah, Fergus is just looking at the trailer like, a oh, there's talking a talking squirrel. There's a, there's a, a Radagast. Uh, I believe his name is Radavast or Radagast, the talking squirrel. Right. Like there's tons of side quests in this game now that add huge added lore to the game. You might recognize Odin from the game. Mm. In the game, uh, it's uh, Richard Shrife from the West Wing. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's in this. He plays Odin. So he's not like a big burly character. He's like because Odin's more of a manipulator. So why should he be big and burly and everything? Yeah, yeah. But the the, the like the emotional connection between Atreus and uh, Kratos is really explored in this game. And like the first game is about accept is is coming to accept your son for who he is, or or just like try try not to coddle your son too much. This game is about finally accepting your son for who he is, and also. It's the it's the idea of it's the idea of like coming into end but also letting life go essentially. It's like mm. is this the end? Because obviously with Ragnarok you anticipate this is the yeah. end of Kratos' story. You have to play the game to figure it out, but I won't say too much, but I'll say it is a satisfying conclusion. I I did get quite choked up at the end because they Kratos has been on this journey of vengeance and violence and blood his entire life. Like he was mm. raised as a Spartan, he was he became he literally became the god of war after killing Ares and whatnot. Yeah. And this game has a conclusion which sort of like 
comes full circle. Like he finally, obviously, I'm not going to tell you how it ends, but it has a really great emotional pair for his character arc. Essentially, they up the mechanics for this game, like the traversal system. Like you can use the chaos blades to swing across like areas. Now you can throw them up walls and leap up them. Where in the previous game you could, you'd have to climb them slowly. It was, it was it's much slower paced. Uh, um, Sindri and um, I can't remember his brother's name. Apologies, Sindri and uh, don't look at the screen for a second. I'm just gonna quickly. While you're trying his... to work out what that is, Alpha Centauri. That was the name of the game I was thinking of when uh, Fergus mentioned a civilization game in space. Okay, I've not played it. Yeah, Alpha Centauri. So Beyond Earth is basically. Uh, a modern version, or ish, of so Elvis and Saw, you had a lot of different factions uh, again, and a lot of people have compared Terra Invicta to Elvis and Saw in terms of the difference in human factions, the, the wide variety that those factions uh, feel very, very different and distinct from each other. Hmm. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, so as his name is Brock, Brock and Sindri. Uh, so in the first game, they are basically sideline characters, they have a much grander story here. There's also the aspect of like trying to find Tyr, the Norse god of war. And then obviously I won't talk into the story later. You do find him all at some point because it's in the trailers. You do see him. But it's, it's that, how that narrative point plays out as well. I think uh, one of the characters plays Thor, um, Ryan Hurst. If you've ever seen Sons of Anarchy, he played Opie in Sons of Anarchy. He gives a really great performance. I also love the fact that he is like the traditional version of Thor. He isn't like the, the Hemsworth like... He isn't. He isn't the, the you know the, uh, the 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 muscly bod guy. He's the um, he's the true version of Thor, which is a gutty style, chunky Thor who um, who drinks beer and fights and like gets into like brawls and everything. And yeah, and he he gives he gives a great performance of the game as well. Uh, they do have added weapon mechanics in this game, which play out really well to the concept. The landscapes they go to are really good because obviously in the first game you are some of the realms are locked so are the nine realms in there for the world mm. uh in ragnarok you uh go to more of these that were previously not locked but when you go to world in the previous game they are different locations so you are exploring new areas of that world mm. they're not completely open world to a degree they're more like uncharted open big open landscapes essentially to explore but there are loads of like niche areas to unlock certain side quests where you can actually like get like you know f- you know find these massive um floating jellyfish and again i don't want to say too much about the story how it plays out but christopher judge obviously when it comes to the casting of the the the, the tv show that's coming out so christopher judge would be great for that but i know he had some medical treatment his hips replaced uh his hip replaced his knees like adjusted this is why the game was delayed as well because they delayed the title because he had surgery and mm. yeah, and a lot of people might have issue with that, but everyone just like cool, just yeah, you're you're you are Kratos. It, that from what my perspective it was great that they did that. Yeah, yeah, it would have been very strange to replace him, and you don't want to put too much pressure on your voice actor. And he's it's again he's his core of the game play. It's just narrative game, so having him as I think we are getting to the point know. with games though sony more well sony is driving this basically now yeah sony sony have got to the point now where i don't think they should just be called voice actors anymore i think they should just be called actors this is a long debate actually yes i think especially some of the elite voice actors some of the the star power that they have now 
um, can sell a game, make or break a game, potentially, especially if it's an ongoing series. Yeah, no, like, you know, Troy Baker, you know, Ashley, uh, Ashley Johnson for The Last of Us, mm. you know, one of the prime examples. God, God of War and The Last of Us are the prime examples of this series. They're like, Days Gone, unfortunately, didn't get a sequel. I loved that game, by the way. Absolutely loved it. That's getting a TV show adaptation as well. Yeah. Uh, with um, the guy from Outlander, Sam Hewen, in the lead role. Yeah. A lot of people are quite annoyed because you already have a voice actor, or actor Sam Witwer, who is mm. who is an actor as well. He's been in many properties, Smallville, Battlestar Galactica. You yeah. Know, being Human, he, he was in the um, American version of Being Human back in the day, and he still does TV work now. Yeah. Why not just have him do the part? Yeah, I, there's um. Well, I mean, there's um, Chris Pratt as Mario when you've got a perfectly good voice actor. Well, I think the I problem know. is with Mario that Mario doesn't have full-on conversations, though. That's the thing. Mario is sound effects. He isn't. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. True. Now, isn't 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 um isn't the voice actor of Mario also the voice actor of Wario as well? If I'm correct. But is it? I don't know actually, but but yeah, because I know he, I know Char- Charles Montanay, his name yeah. is yeah, he's going to be in the Mario movie, but it's not confirmed who he is. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. But I think when the Mario movie comes out or another video game adaptation comes out, we'll have a bit. I think we should have a discussion like voice actors of actors in general, because I think it's getting to the point now with video games where God of War is a testament to this. The Last of Us, well, we'll get to talk about the Last of Us in a, in a bit, but the Last of Us, mm. I, the Last of Us has cracked the live action adapt video game adaptations now in my opinion okay like um video game adaptation the video game adaptation curse has been gone for quite a while with animation yeah specifically. i think they are beginning to find their feet but live action last yeah. of us is the one that cracked it because okay. uncharted yeah. we, i know you gave it a seven i really enjoyed it yeah <sighs> the problem is though if you're an uncharted fan it isn't uncharted yeah i haven't played the games but that's the, the problem movie like, was good. resident evil is another one like yeah, I was just I get, the first one was good. The first the two rest, actually, I didn't mind. Pretty, I didn't uh, mind the second one, second bit one, the third one. Yeah. I didn't mind them, but then like they just went too far again. And also the latest film they did and the TV show. And, oh, fuck mm. uh, yeah, we won't get into those because obviously we're talking about God. We're wrapping up God of War now because we're wrapping up the episode now because we're getting a bit long. But yeah, no, go check out God of War, people. It's on PS4 as well, which is great. So it was on PS4 and PS5. I think this will be on PC within the year. Yeah, when I get a new PC, I might do God of War 1 and 2 on PC. I mean, God of War 1 is already there, so you could definitely yeah. play that. Yeah. Uh, and it's quite cheap now, so you can mm. definitely get really cheap all the time. But yeah, that is my final game. So that is our games of 2022, people. It's, it's been an interesting year. <sighs> and a wide variety of good Also, things. we're going to get it. Oh, actually, no. One game I didn't mention. <sighs> Vampire Survivors. I have may have seen a trailer, maybe. I'm not very aware of this one. Can you show us what oh. this is? So Vampire Survivors is the one-stick action shooter. Uh, the game. bullet hell chaos vampire thingy. Which is stupidly yeah. addictive that I've got like 35 hours in, mm. which is... And I know uh, Chaz has become addicted to it as well. Also, I love the fact that a lot of clones came out for this game on mobile, which actually sped up the development for mobile for Vampire Survivors. So mobile, so they had to get out quicker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, go check this out, people. It is it's it's probably one of the best two free pounds I've ever spent. Gosh, that cheap. Yeah, and they added a DLC for one pound fifty. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That, that okay. That is really good for like that amount of money. And yeah. It is it is a roguelike Dark Souls like game where you've just got to survive for half an hour as long as you can and then death appears at the end and takes yeah. you out. And yeah, 
that is that's that's my one special recommendation i told like yesterday with uh, unbearable weight and massive talent i had vampire survivors the uh youtube link unlocked but i did not click it so that's my final recommendation people so yeah that is it that is our games of 2022 the official wrap-up of that now yes 2022 can be gone Ah oh, yes, it's we're we're into twenty twenty three now, people. Yes, new all the, year, yep. new content, all the like, all the all the good things. Kind of, uh, we'll definitely be talking about that next week. Next week's episode, we will be discussing not just uh, video games, TV series, films. We'll be doing essentially a collection of items, so we'll be picking a yeah. few each for the year. Yeah. Of or we'll mention a, we'll mention whatever we want, but very smaller discussion basically. Yeah, I got very. A few trailers at best to go off. All the hentai uh, anime for Fergus to talk about. We will see. We will see. He's got a huge smirk on his face, people. I really need to actually get into this because I've not looked. I'm only beginning to look at 2023 now. I mean, um, again, like you know, we're almost into the end of the first month, but still, there's so much to catch up on, and so many yeah. good films even coming out soon. Like, it's I'm going to be an interesting year. Yeah, yeah. Dead Space is out today. There's a film with Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill called You People that's out today as well, which I'm looking forward to watching. Mm. on netflix so many good things but uh check back next week people for what we're looking forward to 2023 uh before we wrap up though a news item came out just as we were talking about this oh, so are you talking about uh the original voice cast for pokemon it will be at this year's mcm london comic-con it wasn't but you could take that off oh, first okay uh you'll find me in that queue getting my pokemon cards signed by the original voice actor for ash yeah, because she yeah because she's retired she, she's now. She's retired so. now, so that's going to be hype. Twenty yeah. and also getting the autograph for that now with retiring is a lot of people say that Ash yeah. will be back in two years, like in a new adventure. Like maybe I don't know. I mean, like it's been twenty odd years of they they are the they are the mascots for Pokemon though. They are, but I think Ash has thoroughly felt, fulfilled his journey. Pikachu ain't going nowhere though. I doubt it. You'd be way maybe that Pikachu's daughter or something like. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't know how that will work in that world. It's like Pikachu. I don't. I don't know. Know. Yeah, I don't we, know. we we don't know to be honest. But no, uh, the one thing I want to mention briefly though is that the Last of Us has been already resumed, renewed for season two. Yes. Uh, not surprising. I mean, it is a massive series with a lot of hype behind it. I think it from the sounds of it people are really on board with it so, so basically it came out that the ratings for the second episode went up by the viewership went up by 22 percent in the second episode which mm. never happens for a hbo show yeah uh, it did have half the viewership of house of the dragon first episode in the first episode but Gosh. with that's game of thrones though like it's, it's you know house of yeah. the dragon but then the second episode it built up well streaming built up the numbers and it built built up the viewership quite quickly but i love the fact that bella ramsey a few days ago was going you're gonna have to keep watching the show to get a season two and then two days later it's announced she knew she knew <laughs> i do love the fact though that basically so obviously james on the podcast if he wants to talk about this briefly um hasn't played the games at all and oh. you're not gonna watch the show yet are you i'm not too i, I did save it earlier i'm not too sure i'm in two minds i mean i probably we put it this way if i play the games i'll watch the show if I watch a show, then I might not play the games. So the the yeah, because that's mm. interesting. Because obviously the the show is actually introducing game element, introducing narrative elements which weren't in the game. So what they're doing is they're expanding on from what I've read in interviews and possible other places that 
uh, Neil Druckmann stated that they're adding content that was cut from the game into the show, which is at, which I think is a really good concept to have. Don't just like throw content for content's sake. Yeah. Have stuff you cut from the game to have elements to it. And mm. like, there's a whole plot point with like one of the characters come up in the, the next episode. Hello, everybody. Obviously, I uh, mentioned at the start of the podcast, this was recorded before the episode came out, but I just wanted to come in and uh, give a very, very brief mention for the episode. It was absolutely uh, fucking stunning. It was a 10 out of 10. Go check out all the rest of the reviews online for it. It gives a excellent uh, portrayal of the show. Uh, Murray Bartlett and uh, Noah Kaufman give absolutely astounding performances um i think the fact it's a loving romance story of uh, gay relationships in the in the, the present uh, well in the present day for their time and our time coincidentally i think it's absolutely brilliant uh yeah i uh, just wanted to interject here and say that quickly obviously this episode is releasing on the after the episode has come out we were supposed to release before the episode came out so yeah uh back to the episode now but yeah that episode was a 10 out of 10 thank you back to the episode which is stuff we never saw. We we basically got the information from a letter, but they're doing a, an hour and 20 minute episode on it. And mm. from reviewers have basically said it's one of the best episodes of TV in a long time. Okay. Which is good to have. And it'd be interesting to see, because my family's watching the show at the moment. Mm. I've had comments of like, oh yeah, I, I oh yeah, that, that, that character's really awesome. Hope they'll stay around. And I'm like, mm. okay, that's yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, just hearing about it. And it's this whole game of friends. Luckily... No one is doing the Game of Thrones situation of like trying to spoil it for people with the books and everything. Everyone's been, everyone's actually wanting people to find out for themselves to see their mm. reactions to it. And mm. I'm loving the fact that the first season is the first game, mm. and then the second season they've stated that like the second season will not just be the second game; it will have to be at least two seasons because whereas the first game is about 14 to 16 hours long, the second game is 24 to 30 hours long. Okay, so there's a yeah. lot more content. Fair My enough. issue is for the second season is did you hear about the whole controversy with the voice actor in the second game no so basically there's a character who's introduced in the second game where i won't spoil it too much for you okay. she got death threats and violent like massive oh, attacks gosh. against her and Sometimes laura bailey not. the voice actress right yeah she you you recognize the voice actress possibly yeah, yeah. um she she got her which was fucking disgusting yes. and I'm concerned for because it, it was it was sorry not the microphone there it was about it was based around the narrative of the character she was playing mm. and also the visual aspect of the character. I feel I'm hoping to God that nothing happens to the actress that gets hired to play that character. I mean, what? <sighs> it's a character, and it's people people attacked Joffrey and like all these people in Game of Thrones, but then they praise them because you know they are evil characters, but yeah. you praise them because they're good actors for it. Yeah. yeah. This is the whole debate of like actors and voice actors as well. It's like I think people can get too involved in their content uh, and get upset when the story doesn't go how they think it should go, and can't separate the character from the actor. So, or is it? Or is it? Or or it's the character from their expectations. They yeah, their expectations played out basically. That, yeah. Yeah. Which is just wrong. And again, like mm. there, there's rumors that they think they've already got the actress for the second season because Neil Druckmann, the creator, follows someone on Instagram, and people are, like, oh, she looks like this character and whatnot. But yeah, no, I highly recommend checking out. Obviously, these guys haven't seen the, haven't even seen the season yet. Yeah, because it's on Now TV in the UK. Um, that's a whole conversation. Just wait there. for it to all come to YouTube. Well, going on that though, they ha Sky have actually released, which is very interesting for them to do. They've actually released the first episode on YouTube for free for people in the UK to watch because 
I'm presuming they want to drive the viewership up in the UK because yeah. we don't have HBO like the rest of the world. Yeah, it's sad that. Um, it's because Sky control the license till 2025. Oh, I'll mm. be waiting until 2025. But to be fair, there probably might not be any HBO Max content left by that point. I... With all the cutting and everything. Well, if they... Yeah. There's cutting your nose off to spite your face. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, but we'll get into that later, people. But um, if these guys watch the first episode, I'm actually considering doing like a maybe like a special mid-season review episode because the show's nine episodes long. Maybe episode four or five, four or five. If a few people have seen the episodes, Mm. might do a mid-season review and then get takes on everything. Obviously, these guys might not be in it. Might be different people coming on. Or if we do a final season wrap up, if James does it, actually watch the show, which would be interesting to see. See how we found the actual show, um, and then we can have discussion. Obviously, you'd know all the narrative plot points by then, yeah. and we can say to you what's different compared to the games, essentially. So we're not spoiling it for you, essentially. Okay. That, yeah. that, I think that'd be an interesting take. So take take the perspective of someone's only seen the show. So you want you want, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I might watch the show without playing the games. Don't mind doing it. So yeah, well, that's the thing. You can. I, I I'd still like. It's a great. It's a great um, narrative to go through for actually playing the video games. It's a, it's amazing gameplay. Um, and then you could play the second one eventually as well. Like you, that's the thing. You could watch the first season and then play the second game. That's that's how good it is. Mm. So yeah, but I think that's it. I think uh, it was a nice wrap up to actually learn that yeah. the Last of Us Part One, which is called in the the, the game, yeah, uh, is now the Last of Us Part Two is coming. It's been officially renewed, which I'm very happy about. And I'm, awesome. I bet they are. What's interesting is the voice, the actress Bella Ramsey is playing a 14 year old in this season, right. But she's 19 in the second game. Okay. So she does age up in the game visually. Yeah. They might have to do some like visual like camera angles or everything. They're not going to wait four or five years for her to be in her mid-twenties to film it or whatnot. No. Just... It's the Tom yeah. Holland effect of looking perpetually young still. Yes. But yeah, we'll, we will see. But I bet they will start filming that this year. Oh, I imagine so. They Pedro Pascal is a busy, busy boy. Mandalorian, Last of Us. Gosh, yeah. He, yeah. He's the sci-fi dad and we all love him. Uh, that's that's for sure. But yes, people, I think we're going to leave it there. We're going to wrap it up there. Jesus, this is a pretty much two-hour episode again. Yeah, there's, <sighs> again, a lot of 2022 to cover. Yeah, also the fact that we covered movies and TV shows in two hours and now we've done uh, games. In. Games is big. Yeah, yeah. Is. especially if you talk about gore and horror and everything, especially for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we had some good news items. We had a good discussion at the beginning as well. So that was yeah. really awesome to have. But yeah. yes, right, people. So... That is the outro now. We're into the outro now, people. If you've got any questions, queries, or compliments, tell us what your favorite games of the year were. Or, you know, why don't you tell us what sort of games you're actually looking forward to in 2023? Maybe we'll read those out in the next episode. Uh, answer your questions in regards to that. Are you looking forward to Last of Us Season 2? Uh, do you have any possible castings for the for the character that I'm not going to mention? If you played the part two, I don't want to spoil the name because it will spoil things for these guys. But yeah, if uh, you've got any questions for that, please let us know. If if we do read that question on the episode, I will, you know, essentially bleep out the name essentially when we go into it. But yeah, right. So if you want to do that, please email us at nmipodcast.outlook.com. That's nmipodcast.outlook.com. We'll leave that in the description section so you can actually email us. Uh, follow our socials at NMICast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Linktree, just search NMICast as well. They'll give you all your listening platforms. If you don't just want to listen on Spotify or iTunes, we have alternates as well, including Google Music. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's NMICast uh, at Twitter and Instagram or NMIPodcastoutlook.com for all your our emails and queries and lovely, lovely messages. But yeah, I've been your host, Nate. It's uh, great to have uh, my lovely co-host in person for the second time. Again, uh, Fergus and James, thanks for joining me, guys. 
No problem at all. It has been a privilege with you in 3D. Yeah, it's been good. Cheers. Yeah, no, it's great to have, guys. And uh, yeah, obviously, we will be doing another episode. Uh, we'll be recording on Tuesday now, but this episode will be going out on Tuesday. So mm-hmm. you get a nice little filler for the week. And then looking forward to 2023 next week with uh, some possible extra voice uh, people uh, coming onto the hosts coming onto the show next week. Oh, we won't yeah. spoil that for you. Maybe getting to four people on the show would be interesting to have. But yes, people, I've been host Nate. Stay safe, everyone. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.